Well, welcome everyone to Love vs. Hate. My name is Anne, and I am your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily, your mainstream millennial. And on this podcast, Emily and I like to debate and argue about all the things in life that we love and that we hate. And maybe somebody on this episode will agree with Anne. It's a high possibility because we're going to be talking about my Netflix movie pick that I'm going to force Emily to watch. I'm a little nervous, but she told me the length and it's not that long, so I have faith. Yes. And I actually, like, I had a list of potential options. We'll go through them at some point. And out of the ones, I did pick one that I think you actually will like. I was being nice this time. Yeah, I think you actually might like it. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear. And if you don't like it, you're gonna at least appreciate. I think you'll at least appreciate it. Oh, is there some voyeuristic approaches in here? (laughs) (laughs) Is that your only like cinema? You should define it actually for our listeners. What does what does that mean, Emily? Okay, I'll do my best because if you didn't know, I'm bad at describing. But um, it's when the camera is moving and like looking through or around things as if the camera lens was a person looking. So it kind of looks creepy and like, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Was that a good explanation? Yeah, I think that's good. Um, it tends to lean towards the sort yeah, like sort of the creepy, like it's, it's not like a, like you think of rear window or something where, yeah, you're like, you get the sense that you're either being watched or you are looking through a lens at someone and it's this creepy sort of feel, I think, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So people can vote. Who explained it better? Probably Emily, because I just kind of built on what you already had built. But We, we did it together, Anne. Can't yeah. we just work together for once? <laughs> I like it. She's I like so that negative. Attitude. What? <laughs> I had to get back at you because you called me negative last episode. Um, I was just stating a truth. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, Anne, guess what I saw the other day? What did you see? I saw Adele come back to life on the internet. She was up in the gym just working on her fitness. We're her witness because we saw it. <laughs> She came back to Instagram on her birthday. <laughs> I did actually see a photo and I was like, OMG, she looks like a superstar now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because in a previous episode, Anne was talking about how she loved Adele because she was so much like the everyday woman, you know, like lots of people could relate to her. And now she looks like a Barbie doll. Yeah, and I mean, as long as she's healthy and happy, I think that's, I mean, she's, oh, she was always gorgeous in my yeah. opinion. So, you know, and like, and like you were saying, like, I really felt like, you know, I felt like she kind of looked like me, <laughs> you know, like you were saying, an average sort of woman. Um, but yeah, I think she's gorgeous no matter what. And as long as she's healthy and happy, um, I think that it's good for her, but I do kind of, I was kind of, I was shocked. I was surprised. I was like, oh, my average day woman. <laughs> she's definitely, and like I said, if it's, as long as she's healthy and happy, I think it's good. But um, she definitely looks different now. If you haven't looked, if you haven't seen the picture, you're going to have to look it up because she has definitely lost some weight and toned herself. 
Uh, yeah. That sounded super weird. I don't know why I said it like that. Her but. legs look amazing. <laughs> yeah. She looks real good. Go Adele. We hope you're happy and healthy. Yes. But you are always gorgeous. You were always a gorgeous woman and you will always be a gorgeous woman. And your voice is gorgeous too. Oh yeah. So good. Anyway, that's than enough Tay-Tay's. praising Adele. Excuse me, Anne. That is ridiculous. <laughs> you were going to finish and then you heard what I said. I'm sorry. <gasps> uh, you have any- admitted that her voice is better. I agree. I prefer, I think that Adele's voice is technically better than Taylor Swift's voice, but I still, I don't compare the two because Taylor Swift's lyrics are just amazing, and I love her, and I love her songwriting skills, I love her songs, so, yeah. Well, you heard it here, people, and (laughs) now it's saved for forever. That's how Emily feels. Yep. Anyway, so do you want to hear about some of the options um, that I had for you for... My Netflix movie pick? Yes. Okay. So one of them uh, is an older film starring Clint Eastwood, a Western, very well known, The Blank, The Blank, and The Blank. Ring any bells for you? Um, the Young, The Rich, and The Ugly. Ooh, so close. You got one of those right. I did? The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yeah. Oh, Yes. It's so good. I absolutely love that movie. It's amazing. It has one of the best movie soundtracks, I think, of all time. Um, But ultimately, it's about three hours. So I was like, "Mm." (laughs) I won't subject Emily to three hours. Um, But it is very, very good. Phenomenal. Uh, Another running was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. But I believe you've seen parts of that. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Absolutely wonderful beautiful hilarious satire and um i mean i just like the pythons in general so very very good um this one okay well i'll do this one and then then okay the other one was uh well there was two more well three if you count my movie okay i'm just gonna okay that was just an epic fail if you actually know me in real life you know that i actually talk like this (laughs) for the podcast i try to avoid doing things like that but it you know I, i just it's true. Myself. Anne's just Anne. It's true. Anyway, okay. So the other one, I don't know if you've seen these or not. Um, I'm going to name some of the characters and see if you can get it. Okay. Okay. Doc Brown, Marty McFly, uh, N- Buff, Biff, nothing. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, no. <laughs> No, nope. Back to uh, the Future. Oh, okay. Have yeah. you ever seen those? Yeah, I have. You have? Oh, okay. I have that seen was... the first one. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, I really? Thought, I thought Marty McFly like rang a bell, but I couldn't remember anything. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> I should have also named. Um... Oh, fudge! What's the car's name? Herbie. The DeLorean. No, the DeLorean. <laughs> I should have also named the DeLorean. That might have helped you. No, it wouldn't have. I don't recognize oh, okay. that name at all. <laughs> um, this was my. This one was the runner-up, and ultimately, I think I'm going to make you watch this movie someday, Emily. So if you don't want me to say it, I won't. But it's like it was a very much a college movie for me. I saw it in college, and I don't know why I hadn't seen it earlier because it's one of the best things in the world. But it's highly stylized, and they kind of base it off of a video game. There's a lot of video game references and elements to it. Wreck-It um, Ralph. It's also, 
while that movie does fit that description, uh, no, it's a live action, and um, it ooh, is called ooh 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 um um ooh what's that what's that one called? It's a book too, right? I you know I don't actually know for sure. Let me it's, look that up real quick. Um um shoot. What oh, are you, are you? Oh, you know what? I think I no. Wait, maybe you're not thinking of that. Uh, does it have a number in the title? It does not. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what I'm thinking. Right? It does have a versus in the title. Oh well, then I have no idea. It's Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Never heard of it. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, it is so. I I will subject. You probably won't like it. It's very much like I said. It it's it's a very unique film. It's highly stylized, and I absolutely love it. But I don't know. You might not like. It. I think you wouldn't like it. So sounds like I'll probably I make you watch it. I'll probably make you watch it at some point, though. It's so good. It's funny, and I just love everything about it. It's really good. Okay, well now I'm interested in what you chose. Okay, so now what I actually chose is nothing pretty much like any of the others I just listed. <laughs> but this is still one of my ultimate favorite movies, and one of the main reasons is because of the cinematography. Uh, I absolutely love the cinematography of this film, and it was made in 2011, so that might help you a little bit. It stars Ryan Gosling. <gasps> okay. And I don't if I don't think you've seen it, but maybe you have. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just really love it for its cinematography, and I really like too that it has the characters are complex, but they don't have a lot of dialogue. It's the story is much more told visually and just with like very subtle, you know, movements of the characters and sort of glances and that sort of thing. And I kind of I like movies like that where they don't rely heavily on dialogue to create character. So that's one of the things I really like about it as well. Um, and I also I mean, I like Ryan Gosling. I think he's attractive. So, you know, seeing him in a movie is fine by my standards. Um, <laughs> so can you guess what's your guess, Emily? Well, the only... Okay, wait. Let me think about Ryan Gosling. He's in The Notebook. It's not The Notebook. The Notebook was nope. made before that. Um, Let's see. What else is he in? That's all I know. Oh. <laughs> is there anybody else no. in the film? La La Land? You can't even name that one? Oh, I Ryan forgot Gosling? about that one. I hate that movie. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Me, too. That movie what? sucks. Okay, well, I wouldn't say the movie sucks. There's certainly parts of it I enjoy. I literally fell asleep. Almost as bad as Star Wars. Wow. That's saying something. (laughs) I don't think it... Well, I mean, Star Wars is better than it for sure, but... I just, there was just, I think one of the, my main problems with La La Land was when it came out, I was working as a manager at a movie theater and we have these little, if you go to a movie theater, there are these like digital posters and oh my gosh, it would, these digital, it, La La Land probably be played for like three months straight and it was always this whistling. It's that whistling that's like, do, 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 something like that. Do, 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 do. And it was just this like whistling and it was constant and it was, ugh. and I think I ended up watching it late. So there was a lot of this like hype, like, oh, La La Land's most amazing thing ever. And then by the time I watched it, I was like, okay, this did not live up to the hype. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else is he in? Oh, he's in that one movie, Crazy Stupid Love, I think. But I don't think Maybe. that would be your movie. I was just going to say, do you think I would pick a movie like that? <laughs> it's got Steve Carell in it. 
Okay, well, let me look up other actors for you. We're going to one of our favorite sites, IMDb. I love that site. I know. Did you know I'm on that site? You can find me. Anne is a star. Basically. Okay, so it also stars Carrie Mulligan. Brian Cranston. I forgot he's in there. Okay. Albert Brooks. It's not Isle of Dogs, is it? No. It's a live action movie. I do love Isle of Dogs, though, but I know you hate it because you've already seen it. Do do you think I would know this film? Mm, Being a film... Like, you know, minor, I would think that you should, but knowing you, probably not. Okay, I'm just going to go out and say it. I'm sure all of our listeners, half of them probably are like, it's this movie, duh. And the other half are like, just say it already. So I will I will do that for you now. The movie is Drive. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, okay, good. Well, you're about to be educated. Um, it is... I think a very, very good film. And I think it's one that any film studies person should study because like I said, the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. And um, there's just like, I just really like it. And you know what? I'm going to stop talking about it so that you can experience it for yourself and form your own opinions. And then we can come back and talk about what you thought of it. But wait, you're not going to tell me what it's about? Oh, well, do you want me to? Yeah. Um... Okay, it's basically about... (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) You know I will talk. If you ever want me to just talk, I will always talk. I'll tell you to stop when I want you to stop. I will keep it brief. It is about uh, a Hollywood stuntman who's also a mechanic, but he also works uh, as a getaway driver at night. That's his, like, night job. And so he basically just gets mixed up into some bad things with some bad people. And he tries to protect uh, this girl that he meets, who's his neighbor as well. And so he gets mixed up in this stuff for her to try and protect her. Hmm. That's basically it. Okay. It does sound like I might like it. I think you will like it. And I I do like Ryan Gosling. So. Mm-hmm. And we'll out of see. all of... All of the options I listed, this one was the top one that I actually thought you would like. So I was nice this round, and I picked a movie that I actually think you'll like. And I just got to say that was a very brief summary. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. Claps for Anne. <laughs> okay, you ready to watch this movie? I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. I'm ready. Uh, th- th- Do you know what that's from, th- Anne? Th- no idea. Oh my gosh, it's Spongebob. You know I have not seen... I've seen like two episodes of Spongebob in my entire life. You know that this. That is real sad. I know. We're going to have to have an episode on Spongebob, just so you know. Okay. okay. I have a friend who's like an expert on Spongebob. Maybe we can bring him on as an expert. Yes. Let's do it. Okay, okay. Back, back to the movie. Drive. So we just finished watching Drive on Netflix. Emily, tell me, did you like it? What's your overall thoughts? I I liked it. I don't even know like where to begin because there was just so much going on. So many different like elements that made up the movie that you don't really see in lots of other movies. I really mm-hmm. liked the sound design and like the music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
I feel like in certain sections there was a lot to do with lighting and then I noticed that like throughout a majority of the movie he's wearing a jacket that has a scorpion on the back and we were watching together with Netflix party which so like we could Anne and I were chatting with each other throughout the movie and I was like Anne what does the scorpion symbolize? What does that lighting symbolize? What does that mean? <laughs> I know. And I was like, we have to talk after. We can talk about it after. You got to just enjoy it. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of symbolism. And like I said earlier, there's not a lot of dialogue. You kind of have to. And that's what makes it, I think, sometimes hard to follow what's going on. Because there's not actually like in any given scene, the scenes are actually pretty slow. There's a lot of really good pacing, what I really love. Like, there's a lot of really slow, calm moments, and then there's, like, really fast moments as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think the pacing is just also really beautiful, and they just do such a good job with it. Um, but, yeah, when you are in these sort of moments, like, there's even moments where it's there's this tension because you feel like something's not right, but you don't know what it is. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? And they just do such a good job creating that sort of tension. And, um, yeah, I just really love everything about this film i just think it's very well done from the color to the sound design to the lighting to like certain scenes like the it is it has i kind of forgot about this but watching it again it has one of the best opening scenes i think of any movie ever it's so good yeah that was that was good where does we that ta- where does we that shouldn't fit talk in? about it too much but what do you mean? And where does that fit in in like the lot, like the layout of everything? Is that before, during, like where, when is that happening? That's so, before? Yes. Okay. So basically what it's doing, and that's what I love about it. Like there is very, very little dialogue that happens at all. It's like less than a page of dialogue, but it's a, it's, I think it's about a six minute, I'm not sure exactly, but it's around six minute scene and it's an opening scene. And you, you immediately get a really good sense of this character. You immediately understand like that he is doing some kind of shady stuff. Um, and it's just, it's just so well put together. But at the same time, you also get his like genius as well. Like the whole scene is this setup to just really establish this character without any kind of dialogue. Like you immediately understand that he knows exactly what he's doing. Like he, even the way his timing works, like he mm-hmm. just, he knows this to a T and he's a genius about it. And there's just, oh, it's so good. You guys have to just, even if you just watch the opening scene, it hooks you immediately because it's really well done. And again, it has that pacing element where it starts out kind of slow and you're like, okay, move on. Like, what's going to happen here? Like, come on, let's do it. But it waits and it allows like, because that's the one thing I find in a lot of movies nowadays. And, you know, it's not saying that this is like a bad thing, but they don't, add that element of tension for me they don't wait for the right moment they just like they want to keep the viewer's attention and so it'll move very quickly and very fast and they just keep the pacing going where in drive like that's one of the things i love is they wait they make you like wait Mm -hmm. and get tense and you're just like and then something happens and then it goes crazy and then yeah it's just so well done yeah and i feel like in a lot of action movies too it's just like so much action it's over and over again a fight 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 or car chase after car chase after car chase and like sometimes when I'm watching those action movies I'm just like okay like we could have had like five less car chases and it would still been exactly the same but Mm -hmm. in this movie like everything is very intentional and I feel like I don't know like if you 
deleted one of the scenes, it wouldn't have made sense. Exactly. Yeah. Everything. Exactly. Everything's very intentional. Everything has its exact timing and place and all of it really makes sense together. Yeah. Yeah. So did you actually like it or did you just appreciate it being a film person yourself? Like where, where kind of were you on that scale? I liked it. Like, I feel like this would be a movie that Alex would be like, hey, Emily, let's watch this. And I'd be like, okay, fine. But then I usually (laughs) end up liking the movies that he makes me watch. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I liked it. And I like when movies make me think, like, what the heck does that mean? What does that Mm -hmm. symbolize? Like, obviously, he's wearing a jacket that has this symbol on it for a reason. What does that mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I like too. I like psychological thrillers, so I was like, Anne, is this a psychological thriller? I feel like this is a psychological thriller. <laughs> a little bit. I don't think that's like I wouldn't classify it exactly as that, but there's certainly that element. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have one of my favorite scenes, it, it's pretty violent and a little bit of a spoiler alert, but not too, not majorly, but it, it was the elevator scene. Yeah. I really love that one because Again, there's so much that is said without any dialogue. And I just love that. Like the way he protects her and the way he not only protects her, but then, yeah, just like he also uses it to his advantage in a way. But like he like that was his like he put himself in between her and the guy because he knew what was about to happen. And I think in a way, too, he was kind of. I, I don't know. And this is just me speculating and I could be wrong, but this is just an opinion. So it doesn't matter. But I kind of feel like he was asking her to forgive him and still give him a chance, even though he knew what had to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she then I won't say anything, but say it. And then she just walks out. You know, she she didn't. She and that she wasn't okay with it. And I liked that element too. And I really liked that they the romance in the movie is not like what you normally see in Hollywood. Like that's the other thing I really liked about it. Um, where they really it was an element for sure and it was a part of these characters, but it was not really what drove either of them. Yeah. If that makes sense. I definitely thought that the dad, the husband guy that Mm -hmm. was in prison and came back I definitely thought that his character was going to be a lot different I thought that him and Ryan Gosling character were not gonna get along yeah yeah right like and that's what you would expect typically in the Hollywood sort of I don't it it just it's just so well written and I love that the characters have a lot more to them than what you might just naturally expect mm-hmm. and yeah the fact that like that one of my favorite lines the few lines that are in there there are some um, is when Brian Cranston's character says like you know I know a lot of guys that have messed with married women but you're the only one who would go and actually save the husband and give money back to the like you know yeah so I kind of like that yeah it's the characters are unexpected in what they do yeah yeah it definitely makes you think and now like even thinking back on it i'm like i feel like i need to watch certain scenes again but you Mm -hmm. know what was kind of funny was when i asked in the netflix chat thing i was like what does a scorpio or i kept calling it a scorpio because i was thinking of like like libra scorpio cancer whatever i was thinking of those things but then i realized it's called a scorpion (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I googled 
I googled what is the significance of a Scorpio, and it was right at the scene where he. Uh, this is also a spoiler. At the scene where he crashes into that guy Nino oh, at, Nino's yep. car or whatever. Yes, yes. And he's dragging him into the water, and right when I like when that scene was going on when he was in the water I googled it and it said that it's a water sign and I was like whoa that was weird mm-hmm. well and also he even calls out in the film when he do you know the story of the scorpion and the frog yeah and I'm pretty sure let me just real fast google it but I'm pretty sure isn't that the story where like the frog asks the scorpion for passage across the river but then the scorpion stabs him Uh, According to Wikipedia, it's a fable which teaches that vicious people often cannot resist hurting others even when it is not in their interest. Oh, so the scorpion must, because if this, I think that's how he convinces the frog is because he's like, hey, if if I'm on, if you're giving me a ride across and I stab you, I'm going to drown too. So I don't want to do that. But then he must do it anyway. So is Ryan Gosling's character the scorpion or the frog? That's a good question. Let's talk about that. Cause he, ooh, I feel like I feel like he's the frog, and wait, wait. We have I don't know. we have to talk I'm it confused. through. Cause he I've... okay, so he had the money and he wanted to give it back. He just wanted out. That's all he wanted, and he would have been happy with that. But then, because the other people didn't trust him, he, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like he... Go ahead. I was just going to say it's as hard of a question as what came first, the chicken or the egg? I feel like he is the scorpion, though, in that it is just like his... I'm sorry. I totally just negated everything. I just moved on. (laughs) (laughs) I heard you, but it did not register. (laughs) I was like, okay. I heard you, but it did not register. I'm sorry. Um, I think he was the scorpion because in the story, the frog... I'm reading it now. The frog asks him, why did you sting me? Now both of us shall drown. And the scorpion says, what can I do for this is my nature? So, well, actually, maybe he is the frog because he didn't want to drown. He tried to give the bad guys a way out, but they, they couldn't, they killed, they tried to kill him anyway. So maybe he is sort of the frog, but I don't know. But then I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's very puzzling. It makes you think. I love we'll have to think about it more and comment maybe later, but... Yeah, wow. We just literally finished the movie, so come on, people. Give us a break. We're trying. (laughs) We're still processing. We're processing, processing, and I'm tired and hungry. (laughs) But yeah, it is really... I love it. It's such a good movie. I highly recommend everyone listening. It is violent. Um, That's... And there... I don't... I think... Oh, yeah, there is a little swearing. There's some swearing, and it's violent, but there's... Oh, and there is a little bit. There's one scene with nudity. I forgot about that scene, too. <laughs> um, but one thing I do remember from the movie is, and from my film studies uh, class, is my professor always said that if you, like, have scenes on the phone or, like, if a TV, like, a, a newscast tells the story or if there's like a phone dialogue, that's like an easy cop-out. That's what I learned in school is like, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't have phone conversations or like too many phone conversations because it's just too easy to tell the story that way. So that reminded me of it when I saw in the film, um, there was like a part in the movie where you see a news report 
to like kind of see what happened earlier in the film. It kind of just tells you what happened in case anybody missed it. What do you think about that, Anne? Well, it actually, for me, it was a very, very key part uh, of the story because that's how the main character, um, which interestingly, we never actually learn his name. I was going to say, how come I don't know his name? Because it's never said, <laughs> which I also find, which I also love. It's not always needed. Um, he's just, he's really the only name they give him as kid is when Shannon is referring to him. But anyway, uh-huh. so the main character, um, which by the way, I kind of think they pulled that a little bit from like the good, the bad, the ugly, because one of the main characters also doesn't have a name. And um, that was kind of a trope that Clint Eastwood did for a few like old, um, really good, really, really good Western films was he was the man with no name. There's like a series of them, um, Fistful of Dollars, A Few Dollars More, and then The Good, Bad, The Ugly. That's just a really quick side tangent. I really like that when characters don't have <laughs> names. It's, I think it's cool. Anyway, back to Emily's question. Um, but the thing was that news broadcast was a key element in him understanding what was going on. Because remember, she revealed that the teller, while yes, he was there was an intruder, no money was stolen and that the intruder worked alone. And there's no yeah. way the main character would have gotten that information without that news broadcast. So I get what you're saying, and I would normally agree. And But there's always exceptions to every rule. And in this case, like that was the only way he was going to learn the information that he needed to know in order to realize that he was in major trouble and that something was going on. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, I just looked it up on IMDb, and his character's name is Driver. Yeah. That's how they list him. Yep, so that's really interesting. I did not notice that nobody called him a name in the movie. But then describing it, I was like, I have no idea what his name is. Right. And well, and, and see, that's the thing is like, you don't actually need to know his name in order for him to be, in order for you to kind of root for him and in order for him to be the um, protagonist. Like, that's not necessary. Yeah. And I actually kind of like that. Yeah. It, it gives, again, it gives his character so much depth without giving him any kind of title really or any kind of restriction um yeah so i recommend i might need to watch it again just to like get my thoughts straight and be like like i don't it's kind of it kind of reminds me of a tarantino film like after you watch it you're like what did i just watch and you have to think about what you just watched uh maybe in that sense but in terms of actual stylistic sense it's nothing like a tarantino film i mean yeah there's violence but uh, i would say it's very very different okay just kidding you know that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to disagree with each other it's fine no Anne. you're supposed to no sometimes (laughs) at least we both agree it's a good movie Well, if you guys have seen Drive or if you want to tell us about what the frog and the scorpion means, you should do that on our social media. You can find us at uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. And we love engaging with you guys. So definitely like, comment. Um, and just thank you guys so much for listening. We do really appreciate it. Yeah. And if you did like this episode, you can give us a rating on apple podcast give us a five star if you love us and if you want to you can write us a review too we would love that yeah so emily let's start with you what was your life lesson from drive 
My life lesson is to not help people (laughs) because it only gets you in more danger. (laughs) Well, don't help bad people. Yes, that's what I meant. What's yours, Anne? You know, for all the writers out there, for all the creatives, whenever you're trying to tell a narrative and a story, especially with film, when you have this visual element to it, you don't always have to have a lot of dialogue. You know, you can you can tell a lot in a story just by having these moments and like, don't be afraid of setting something like that up. Um, I think why people are afraid of it is because it's harder and it's a lot easier to fail. Like you can kind of cover your cover your bases with dialogue and like you can kind of you know you have a little bit more uh, room for people to forgive you I think in a sense but when you create these moments it can be really powerful and it can really make you think and so just don't be afraid to have your characters just not talk it's really good I really love it and yeah that's I know that's kind of a very specific and it really only applies to a certain niche of people but you know what that's okay (laughs) That's my life lesson show, anyway. Show, don't tell. Yeah. Yeah. You you do such a good job summarizing my life lessons. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>